Okay, you ready? Go. Hi, and welcome to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThinkFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. I'm Camber Hill. Today is Friday, August 10th, 2007. Two of a kind for your information. We're two of a kind. Two of a kind. It's my observation. We're two of a kind. So it's really not much of a surprise to me that in a pot, falling into this. Birds of feather. Yes. This. This. Where are they? And why aren't they snag. where we want them to be? Because everybody that we've called to interview on this. Subject is actually out practicing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, they're actually on a Friday yes. night. And our topic should and is uh, enlightened self-interest. self-interest enlightened which, self-interest, which is no surprise because uh, the very people that we wanted to talk to are actually yeah, and very enlightened and, and very self-interested. <laughs> yeah, very self-interested. So, so we don't have anybody to call tonight to ask about their opinion. Well, on, we have a lot of people to call. They just won't answer their phones. <laughs> They're all busy. They're at the Olive Garden right now, sipping their wine. They're all looking over the coast as the waves splash with zero interest. Instead, why don't you? uh, Why don't we just go by our own definition of it? And um, right, you ask me what what do I think enlightened self interest is? Oh, you want me to ask? Yeah, you go ahead and ask. I'll pretend like I'm on the phone. Okay, so hello, hi, thanks for coming on the show. Is this Thomas Gable of Images Everything in Los Angeles? Yes, it is, and thanks for calling. Oh my God, this is such a pleasure. Hey, you know we have a uh, we have a question of the week, and what we'd like to know from you, Mr. Gable, go right ahead. Is GeForce, please tell our audience what enlightened self-interest means to you? E S I enlightened E S E S I yeah enlightened self-interest. Yeah, that's the acronym. Hmm. Well, it's first being on the telephone. Yes, I'm on the phone. Okay. Um, uh, enlightened self-interest to me is that fine uh, line that a person walks between the I, the I concepts of of being a selfless person or a selfish person given specific situations. For, and and here's a perfect example when. Um, yeah, because I'm lost. Well, like for example, if you're in a burning nursing home and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it might be in your own self-interest to uh, to get to out. get the hell out, but and leave grandma. But no, but to be uh, a firewood self, to to be a selfless person, you take the chance of of if they're in the hallway in the chair, you can push well, them on the way well, out. It, if you're a selfless person, a it might be you you'd go in and try and save as many people as you can, taking your own risk of taking your own you know life in your own hands, but. An enlightened, self-interested person might go, hmm, maybe I'm, I could do more good from the sidewalk. <laughs> For anybody that, who can crawl to the door, I can pull them out. <laughs> would that be a good... Get, just walk this I way. Don't... Follow my voice. Follow outside, outside. Would that be a good I... definition of enlightened self-interest? I would call that <laughs> in deep shit self-interest. Um, that's an interesting analogy. I don't think I've ever heard anybody use such a thing in any of capacity in my whole life. That's fascinating. Why don't you, like why don't you clarify that for the rest of my life? <laughs> Why don't you clarify what enlightened self-interest well, might really the, be? The, what's most surprising is that we have to become interested in being in a state of enjoyment with our daily routines, with the things we're doing. And when you're completely at peace with enjoying yourself and following through with a, a, a an interest that is close to your heart, 
we tend to think that's selfish, especially if you're raised in Christianity. They teach that martyrism is like the, you know, the bomb. Enlightened <laughs> self-interest is actually, and actually a lot of uh, martyrs in other countries are the bomb. <laughs> that's really what spirit is trying to tell us, that being a martyr is like carrying a bomb on your back and right. expecting some great good to come from it. Right. Never will, never has, right. never shall. However, if you have enlightened self-interest, you understand that, let's say um, there's suddenly a family event and you are to attend it. However, you get invited out onto a yacht and you know that this yacht situation, this party that will be fully catered and everything is being done at the top-notch level and you should be going to your family gathering because your family values dictate that you need to be there for your mom and your brother and your sister and your granddad. It's a social obligation. It's a, it's a family obligation, even bigger than social. Or you could go down the yacht with some of the most incredible people on cutting edge technology today. It's, it's in fun. Well, you may go, oh, I got to forego the pleasures of this exposure on this one evening for my family. Well, that is a moment when you can actually realize what enlightened self-interest is because if you go on the boat and you have a great time, you may end up finding that the owner of the boat and you have a lot in common. And next month, when your family wants to get together, you're actually able to invite all of them because of your friendship with the yacht owner onto the yacht. Now, how is that... You've expanded now the world of pleasure for everyone. How is that different from... The, the burning the building burning with, with really? grandma I mean, on fire. How is that? <laughs> because you put everybody at risk. <laughs> I just had you not attend the family no, gathering. I didn't, I didn't set the fire. I no, but still, Granny her. is sitting there dribbling <laughs> because of drug medication. She doesn't even know where she is. All right, all right, all right. And you're running for the exit door. Well, you know, um, enlightened self-interest came into full view for me years ago when, when I was a little kid. Um, my mother kind of, well. It's like they say, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. I'm not going to blame <laughs> my mom for this, but um, she told me, she put her finger in my face. I don't really remember what the incident was, but she said, you know what? You're a selfish little brat. She said that right, to me. Right. And because of who it came from, uh, I was crushed. I was terribly hurt. But and she would have called you. Well, that thing. she told me that I was a selfish little right, brat and right. I believed her. So it, it suddenly became my... Uh, goal in life to not be a selfish little brat, to, to be as selfless as I possibly can. And right. that kind of like snowballed in my life to the point where... And my, I can my, see it in your personality. It, it, my, your my, 501c, got to do it. My own self-interest became secondary right. in the interest of not being selfish. And at the time, in my, in my mind, in my emotional heart, there was no gray area. It was either black and white. Either you're being selfish or you're right. being selfless. Right. There was no gray area. Right. And it wasn't until a retreat I took to Sedona where someone introduced the word to me. He's like, how about you practice this concept of enlightened self-interest? And they explained to me what that meant, which was once in a while, and for the sake of your own sanity, it's okay to do what's best for you rather than what's best for somebody else. It's okay to do that. Right. And it wasn't until I actually heard that from somebody else mm -hmm. that I actually gave myself permission. You took yourself off the hook. Yeah, I took the, myself the off the hook. bloody meat hook. And, you know, I realized that it's so incredibly important, and I still haven't mastered it. Right. Uh, but uh, it is incredibly important for people to recognize in their own world and in their own heart and in their own life when they're stuck in this I need to be selfless kind of 
it's mentality. Martyr. It's yeah. a martyrism. It, it, I think Martyrdom, it really is pre- prevalent for a lot of us Catholic right. people, but I don't know right. if it's specific to Catholics. No, it's Christians. Christians. Christians in general believe. It's a, why do you think there's a difference between a cross and a crucifix? A cross is the really fabulous symbol of dying or the crossroads of a moment where you get to choose which road you want to go on. A crucifix, however, is I'm going to nail your ass to the cross. You're going to bleed like a pig down it until we get the screaming life out of you. For That's what everybody else, And you're going to do it for everybody else. You're going to else. do it for everybody else, and you're going to suffer like a piece of poo. So get ready. <laughs> and so the, the Christians t- t- really ripped that off and turned to crucifix. And a lot of people think a crucifix is a cross, and they are not. They are two entirely different things. And so is being selfful. This is where mankind has been screwed out of truth and taught a bucket of hogwash that has alienated the the foundation of being human and moving into selffulness. When you're selfful, everything washes through and becomes something nurturing and caring to the mass, to everybody, to your family, to your neighborhood, to your country. When you offer your compassion, when you offer your generosity, that's self-full. You're giving from a self-full position, which extends itself. And everybody benefits from self-fullness, which is, I'm using as a comparison, to enlightened Mm self-interest. So when you're coming from a fullness, a wellness, it's it's an, uh, one other way of doing it is uh, as a as a healer as a doctor I would rather find somebody who was sick as a bloody dog and healed themselves than somebody who got all A's on their tests in medical school because they are full of the healing capabilities that it takes to get something done you just don't learn about it and do it you have this incorrigible desire to help somebody because you yourself have been so blessed you've had such good fortune you can't wait to give it to somebody else. So your self-fulfilling prophecy of sharing what you got is from a much more dynamic vial than from an empty container just trying to get, I know if I give enough, I'll get to go to heaven one day. <laughs> well, yeah, good luck with your misfortunes. You well, know? you know, based on that point too, you're more apt to give more and give better quality better quality if you take care of yourself Self. first it, it's just like that the uh what we hear every time we fly a plane uh when the mask drops from the ceiling please put your own mask on first before assisting your child you're you're more apt right. to take better care of your child's needs if you take care of your you own get under first. control first and, and that goes the say across the board for everybody that's right when we come back we're going to talk more about enlightened self-interest and what it means to cambry hill and i and other people that we know and we'll be right back after these messages well that's very interesting two of a kind two of a kind it's my observation we're two of a kind Peas in a pod, birds of feather, alone or together, you'll find... Are you feeling underappreciated? <laughs> Unloved? Why not stop by thinkfabulous.com and give your life and your attitude a kick in the ass? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> ThinkFabulous.com has been renovated with 12 new and interesting principles on how to live a fabulous and wonderful life. Not to mention a whole bunch of new, terrific Think Fabulous gear that you can buy online and have shipped directly to your home for you to wear. So stop by ThinkFabulous.com today. www.ThinkFabulous.com Peas in a pod Birds of feather, alone or together, you'll find that we are two of a kind. Eyebrows actually look well. They look kind of funny at the time. They did. They were a little it rough. It was a little strange. They were but, rough. But um, first week. But now I, you know, actually until you mentioned, it, I didn't actually notice them. They look absolutely natural. To yeah, me. I look beautiful. They, they, they do. Yeah, rounds your face. Excuse me? It, nice, it rounds out your no, face. I don't frames. mean that your face is round. You I just mean, said my like, face was round. No, I did. I said it rounds off your face in that it, it now has a nice polished look. Not that your face looks shiny or polished or anything like that. But uh, Powder. I think I'm going to stop. Camera six. Stop powder. Now. Would you say that um, having was these was a... Self-interest. An act of self-interest? Absolutely. Yeah? I, yeah. How's that? Because it cost 300 bucks that I... <laughs> That I could have put towards uh, rent, or, or or towards a charity, or that would be generosity. That's or another. Buying somebody that's another dinner, or yeah, three hundred dollars. It's probably yeah. No, could have gone to another piece of artwork, something else I enjoy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do I have to give? You're you're mentioning all these things and giving. <laughs> well, my I'm money trying to show examples else. of when people practice enlightened self-interest and when they don't. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. When do you think um, people are most guilty of? not practicing enlightened self-interest where do you think people need the most help in this department well i think that most of us are should examine what we're doing at any point of all of us if, if you're over 10 years old you have established some uh everyday life it doesn't matter how rich or how poor or what color you are where you're from everybody has a, a daily lifestyle that they've become accustomed to. What's really important is to say, in any particular day, what's on my agenda? And is this really my agenda? Is this something I love doing? Is making dinner for my husband tonight or for my wife or is changing these diapers or is all of this thing that I believe is going to pay me some reward that I had a vision for at one time providing me with the joy and the good fortune of doing my life the way I should be doing it. There will be many people who stop and say, absolutely, going to school today, going to work today, um, getting paying my car payment today, uh, help getting my kids to the bus, uh, uh, taking, uh, making sure I'm kissing my boss's ass, all of these things are indeed adding to my self-interest and helping me. And there are some who will go, no, I have been doing this because I thought I was supposed to be doing it. Right. I've been doing it because I watched it done and I know that they could get through their life, they could get through the week, they could get through the day and maintain some sense of equanimity in their emotional states. They could manage to keep a hold of their honor. Well, some, some people might do it to uh, avoid conflict or to, to keep water yes. smooth. Yes. Like, I will make the bed and I will keep the house clean and right. I will I will make sure the dishes are done because God knows there'll be hell to pay if I don't. And that's right. not an enlightened self-interest. Right. That's, that's that's something else. It's terrorism or like, something. I heard, I was listening to a jazz uh, 
vocalist the other night, and she was opening one of her songs by saying, when my mama came home from work, because she was black, because that's jazz. Black is jazz. Jazz is blackie. And she said, when I came home from work, uh, excuse me, when my mother came home from work, if the dishes weren't done, my, mo my mom would say to us, if it's the last thing I do, and that's how, that was it, if it's the last thing I do, you're going to get those dishes done. And I knew that that little girl at the sink knew that her mom was going to whip her ass <laughs> unless she got those, those that stuff done. So from that day forward, that impregnated that little beautiful child with an idea that there would be pain to suffer if you did not follow protocol. Well, I think there's a lot of us walking around in our lives today following protocol without taking a moment to say, be here now, taking a breath, be here. Is this helping to make me happy and joyful? And if you find yourself doing it because you're on a routine, then you're sick and you're dumbed out and you need to wake up and you need to know that by virtue of loving yourself and loving the trusting, trusting in yourself, securing your ability to trust that your enlightened self-interest will open like a rose right. and life will right. blossom for everybody involved with you. Right. Enlightened self-interest is the key to a better world. It's the key to peaceful interactions with, with neighbors, with relationships, with cities, and with countries. It's not selfishness. It is, it's self-fullness. It's self-fullness. And uh, I think I mentioned to you one time before, Jan Phillips once told me, um, selfishness is not the act of doing what you want to do, as a lot of people think it is. Selfishness is actually more along the lines of expecting other people to do what you want them to do. That's selfish. That's That's selfish. the sickness and selfish. That's the sickness That's the selfish. S, the sickness and selfish. <laughs> when we come back next week, we're going to talk about our next uh, element of thinking fabulous, which I believe is... Canberra's most frightening matter. Discipline. Da-da-da. <laughs> but as you told me a million times, discipline is your friend. We're going to be disciplined and be back here next week to talk about discipline as the fourth element of the 12 principles of thinking Fabulous. You're listening to Sounds Fabulous, brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThinkFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. And I'm Kemper Hill. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Two of a kind. It's my observation. We're two of a kind. Peas in a pod. And birds of feather. Alone or together, you'll find that we are two.